0: Lights. Camera. The bling, boss, the bling.
1: Thank you, Tattoo. Welcome to Fantasy Island, where everything is a lot freakier than you think it is 25 years later. I am <laughs> Ricardo Montalban. Oh, wait, I meant to say, welcome to Cinemagic.
0: Magic. <laughs> welcome to Cinemagic, everyone. Woo, woo, woo. Where we are being fantastical and in my paradise and fantasy dreams. I am wearing a nice, nice uh, uh, silken robe uh, on this lovely day. And we're here to talk about the one and only...
1: Hervé villages
0: Yes. You may know him most famously as Tattoo from too, Fantasy right. Island. Uh, but this man had a long history and storied life and something that is, holds really dear to my greatest co-host in the world. That's Rick Acevedo. Uh, I'm Jonathan Bandois. Uh Rick wanted to bring this up, Rick. And, and tell him a little bit why. Why well, were you interested in this one?
1: I am a fan. You know, I truly am. Growing up... Okay. I was born in 1978. I don't mind saying it. Yes, I'm 43 years old, but, um, you know, that's just life. Um,
0: you don't look a day over 53.
1: Oh, thank you so much, you goddamn hat. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, so my whole reason for wanting to, to bring this up is because I, I feel that he is someone whose actual contributions to the world of entertainment are oftentimes... Um, overlooked, and it's because it's easy to sort of forget, you know, when, when there's so much going around, there's, it's easy to forget people that were paving the road in entertainment, um, years ago, and this is a a guy that was actually an incredibly talented artist, first of all, he was an incredibly talented painter. Of um, he was from France, but of French and Filipino backgrounds. I believe his mother was from the Philippines, and his father was French. Um, and he's someone who, over the years, basically just built a very credible career. Um, he played one of he played a an assistant to a Von Billen, the Mm-hmm. in one of the Roger Moore films he was in the gang that couldn't the shoot man straight the yeah oh yeah no yeah um with with Ro- yeah with Roger Moore right with where that's the guy that had the third nipple the man with the was golden that with gun the man with the- yeah that was man with the golden gun yeah mr yeah, scaramanga uh-uh. um that's another film for another day um he was in a gang that couldn't shoot straight he was on Fantasy Island um later on he, he would sort of parody himself a little bit because he needed money so he would do the uh uh Dunkin Donuts commercials and what have you but overall he's a person that's had like a lasting lasting influence in the in the world of entertainment there's almost a lore to him um recently Peter Dinklage started in a film um called, or titled rather, My Dinner with Hervé, which is based on an article that was written about a guy that um, had like the last big hangout that uh, Hervé Villachase ever had before he unfortunately took his own life in 1993. So it's a pretty interesting um, character. You know, a pretty interesting individual who, if you were growing up around the time that I was growing up, Fantasy Island was Destination Television. Yep. So Tattoo was such a huge... He was on that show for five years. The yep. show was on the air for like six years. He was on the, sh- on the uh, show for five years. And he was a like, just a huge component of that show. And really was one of the first actors who was a little person could be like, a major player who was not just looked at because of his size, but rather because of how well he could portray a character that was central to that show. Which, by the way, was dark as fuck. I mean, if you look at Fantasy Island now, there is, like... A total darkness and uh, and a lost vibe to that show that it's like holy crap I did not notice this back in the '80s when um, when I was drinking the Kool Aid as a kid.
0: You know? Yeah, I, I mean most famously, Fantasy Island just had a reboot by Blumhouse uh, where they did create a horror uh, version of it. Oh god, it's not very good. Uh, and I think we've talked about it before on this podcast. Yes, not very good. No, uh, no, no. <laughs> not very good which is one of the reasons we wanted to talk about this one right now uh for that reason we mentioned that before and i agree with you uh one of the reasons we also brought this up um uh, because we wanted to highlight uh, uh as rick said uh someone who was important to the film industry and even representation of itself who may go unnoticed really or not known by a lot of modern audiences for the stuff that he did and set up and you know uh, uh i love my fellow French people and Filipino people. Uh, you know, I love them all. Uh, especially after uh not to get political, Baron DeSantis started talking shit about French and French people. I think it's just a good time to bring all this stuff together and,
1: and put it all. <laughs> oh, okay. Well okay, but uh, you know in all fairness, Ron DeSantis is a Florida man. He's a fucking idiot, so you know. Oh I'm sorry, I don't mean to offend Ron DeSantis well, yes I do. He's a fucking idiot. Yeah,
0: I mean he story. could suck. He could suck my right testicle. I like my left testicle, so I don't want him touching that one.
1: No, I don't, him right. I don't want him. I don't. I. I. would rather he basically just swim into the open mouth of a crocodile. I think he would. I do. I think he would.
0: Uh, if you if you put um, if you put a student with a mask at the end of the crocodile and be like, "Hey, DeSantis," like it doesn't have to be a real student. It could be like a paper mache one, and just have a mask on it. And be like the Santas, look. That kid's wearing a mask. He'll probably crawl in to try to take off the mask and just get. No, I think top.
1: he would just crawl into it because he's just that much of a piece of shit and an idiot.
0: Fair, fair. I like to do Scooby Doo tricks um, <laughs> to trick my bad guys. <laughs>
1: yeah, but these but are Fred actually. About... You... Wait, wait, around. wait a second, Mister Mister Johnson from the old mill refinery has way more intelligence than run the Santa, So please, let's not. Insult our Scooby-Doo villains. Uh,
0: I know that's they why paved
1: Scooby-Doo, the way. No, wait a second, man. They they paved the way.
0: And, and Scooby and Scooby-Doo dude, your Shaggy, your Scooby is big. I understand that they're smarter, and DeSantis is dumber. That's why I said a paper mache kid. I don't even have to put someone real because he's that dumb. So I, <laughs> I understand. Again, I, mean, I just I you.
1: feel like you're you're overdoing the work because really all <laughs> you just have to do is have the open gator and, and just.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> I don't mean to get away from Harvey Belcher to talk about this. We have
1: we have very passionate feelings about Mister DeSantis. Mm. So,
0: but uh, as a person, and we're both children of immigrants. Uh, I think what is also uh, uh, a very proud about his own background and story. He was born actually in uh, Nazi Nazi occupied uh, Paris, uh, France. Yeah, Paris, yeah. France, actually uh so it's kind of even you know he went through literally that uh born into that with his parents of trying to go uh he eventually left and moved to new york in the 60s uh nyc uh new york baby i also lived in new york i know i said boston last week everyone i'm a boston tonian and a new yorker it's weird i know i half hate myself sometimes um i'm a patriots fan and a yankees fan i'm hated by everyone yay
1: Uh, That's, yeah, that's gonna be hard.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm literally hated by everyone. I pick this word and I'm hated by it. But so, uh, you know, he moved to New York and immigrated to New York in '64, and he taught himself English by watching television. And if you're out there in um, and English is not your first language, um, um, and I know some of our listeners definitely there, you could probably relate to that. To even having to learn another language and growing up. Uh, with not being very fluent, learning another culture, and ultimately having a very successful career. Because when we talk about him, it's not like, you know, he, uh, And we're talking about his contribution, it's really another story of an immigrant, a marginalized community, especially, because he had dwarfism, uh, and made a good life for himself as an artist and entertainer in the country, which is, uh, this country is not easy for that to happen. And it's a success story that we should celebrate, because it is something that he would, like he was able to do.
1: And, yeah, and it's also the fact that, um, Villa Chase, if you grew up watching, um, shows like the Merv Griffin show or the Tonight Show or things like that, he was, you know, he was a very positive individual when it came to actually, and very passionate when it came to actually helping the community. Um, um, youths in danger and things like that he was he would actually do volunteer work um and that's not something that you're used to seeing really anymore um you know people would rather just sort of throw money at a problem than actually get in front of it and and, and use their own words of wisdom the, as best as they can and uh, hervey villa chase was was that you know because i I actually um, watched a, a documentary special on him years ago where they talked about that he was a very he was a very kind-hearted individual um and you don't you, you just don't see figures like that anymore mm-hmm. you know and um it goes to show that it's you know the intent of what you know of what you're going to do with uh with your with your career and 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 with your influence at the point in which you're doing it you know it's unfortunate that you know his 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 life ended the way that it did honestly from what I heard though. Uh, because he had dwarfism and everything like that, he was in a lot like of constant physical pain, among other things. That's one of the things that I had heard about him. And unfortunately, um, you know that extreme physical, excruciating physical pain usually is 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 not good. I've, you know there have been many famous figures that have unfortunately taken their lives as a result of that, and also some not so famous that you know that's an unfortunate thing. So he was an incredible figure, uh, really to me he was just one of those people that and he deserves this set about him was pretty much larger than life in in so many respect, respects and regards you know and, you, and and those are the things that you need to look at when you need when you're looking at a figure like that
0: yep and i want to say he's one of those rare artists and you have musicians a lot who turn into actors but not necessarily painters and photographers as um uh, as javier was he was actually a painter and photographer uh he, I mean, at a good 16, one, dude. uh, yeah I, and six when he was 18 years old he became like the youngest artist youngest artist ever to have his work displayed in the museum of paris like he was an actual legit artist painter uh let's <laughs> say this. I'm not saying Val Kilmer is not a good artist, but he's not one of those artists who then turns to painting later on in his life. This is a painter who's been recognized at the school for it and training and was excellent in his field that kind of turns into acting, which you don't really see
1: a lot of. I don't don't think I've ever seen, seen, with the exception of the only other person that I think sort of turned into a media figure... But not at the level of Hervé chase It was um, probably Dali. Mm. You know, if you watch Destino, the short that he did with Disney, which is basically just a Dali painting come to life. Or, you know, some of the interviews and, and some of the video bits that Dali did during the 70s or the fact that he was going to be actually a part of Dune, like the original yep. Vision of Dune or something. But it, it, it isn't... You normally don't see someone whose path in life is to have a career as an artist go in that direction. Mm-hmm. Usually. And he was great at it, too. Because Herve Vila Chase could be a tongue-in-cheek comic. He could be a straight comic. He could be a villain, which was hard, hard to do. Um... it's hard to do really for anyone to sell off a convincing villain but if Mm -hmm. you've ever watched man with the golden gun as knick-knack he is straight up hateful like you just want to kill him you know Uh, there's nothing this
0: is major bright, major bright people out there struggling he's literally living in his car when he got that scene in los angeles uh, by the time he actually moved to Los Angeles uh, to film several films, he had minor roles. But The Man with the Golden Gun was his big, the big breakout, big one.
1: breakthrough. Yeah,
0: yeah. But he was poor at the time <clears throat> uh, and literally was living out of his car. So this is also a person who's had success before this disappointments and large still builds builds himself back up and keeps persevering through it all. I mean, you go from having your art in the museum. So living in your car right? in LA—that's not—that's not easy. And even that, the mental fortitude of going through those up and downs, uh, which people don't talk about enough in this business—it's really hard to have something go great and then everything else just go wrong, right? <laughs> and not—and not, and, and really balance yourself out. Some people do not handle it well uh, in this business and everything. But he was able to not only keep persevering but strive after that. And you were talking about his work. And part of that was like he was very big into uh, uh, taking care of people, very uh, like against the issue of child abuse, um, Man. and spousal abuse. And he used to literally, literally go to like crime scenes where child abuse and spousal abuse were going to help out victims. And people there would always say that he would even not be afraid to chastise anybody like the, the abusers to literally go after them. So you're talking a little about his villain role, like in real life, he wasn't afraid to literally be a hero in real life and kind of get mad, get angry and kind of really go after people. Uh, and you could see that even, uh, even in small stature so someone who has all that diversity in his life was really giving back and not afraid those ups and downs and everything. That's, that's commendable. That's something I don't know if I could have done. If I was yeah. About it's that.
1: like one of those things where, where you wonder, okay, so, what does this person do, or what has this person done that that I would or wouldn't do? And it's like, would you get in the face of a criminal? Because a person that's that's you know guilty of spousal abuse, that's guilty of of uh, abusing a minor in some way, shape, or form, is more than likely a person that's gonna be dangerous. So it takes it takes an equally it takes an equally strong figure to do that, and and he was that, and I mean, you know, it's like, you oftentimes, a lot of the times when you hear about Harvey Villages, you also hear about the stories about his personal life, and, you know, loved the ladies, and, and had a very big appetite for life, and, I mean, look, um, that's not what should define an individual, because um, fact of the matter is, how much, how many lives did he change, you know, mm. even with his own imperfections, and how many lives have you changed, pointing out somebody else's, and not, and not looking at your own, you know, and that's, but that. that's the thing, no, we're not
0: excusing, no, we're not excusing
1: it, stuff. we're just saying, it's like, you know, in in a in a situation like that, it's like one of the reasons why I was why I am a big fan of Hervé Villa Chase is because the whole package is a human being that, even as flawed as he was, which we all are, because no one's perfect. Mm-hmm. He did his best to actually legitimately make a difference. Like mm-hmm. he would try. He actually recorded a song. And I don't know uh, John if you can find the, the title of it but he recorded a song about why are there so many people that man it was it was a song basically like
0: why the one why or the or the b-side is when a child is born you talking about those songs Yeah
1: those two why is the one that I was talking about why is something that he took very seriously like when he sang that song in public it was a song it was a song about just making life better you know and and um things like that and and it all came from and this is the really kind of the sad part but at the same thing the admirable part um he always because he had dwarfism um felt kind of unwanted And Mm. chastised and marginalized, and more so during his time, because, you know, he was born um, at a far earlier period of time. I think, you know, as a society, thankfully, we've evolved, and I like to think that we have, and we've moved forward with with, uh, stuff like that. But, you know, it was during a period of time where you would be chastised or marginalized for something that you couldn't control that was natural, you Mm -hmm. know, that could happen to people.
0: Yeah. And And that it doesn't... And, I mean, that's why he spoke to teens a lot, especially about in the child abuse. Yeah. He was very big because he would be open about as many suicide attempts when he was younger and from the bullying and things. That he
1: Drinking. Um, he tried to drink one uh, time. He tried to drink this one chemical, and I forgot what it was, but it was uh, one of his um, – from what, from uh, his art supplies. I just I forget what the uh, – you know what that was but, but to me he is just a great example of a, you know an individual that was way ahead of their time talent wise you know we talk about um, Peter Dinklage um, you know I love Peter Dinklage I think he's great I think mm-hmm. that really just about everything he's done um, he's he's hit the mark in some way shape or form whether the film or the show itself or whatever was good or not or you were a fan of it he was good at what he did he's good at what he does always if you know if um, Hervé Chase would have been born um, you know just a few decades later he'd probably be in a similar position too um, watch watch a film that he did, I think it was in 1980, called The Forbidden Zone. Yes, The Forbidden Zone. The Forbidden Zone, and was it, yeah. Forbidden Zone is like a trippy, um, surrealist kind of film, and he's the polar opposite of Tattoo, and the polar opposite of Knickknack. He's like, this sort of in the middle type character, he's the king, and it's just, he was, he was, really truly amazing and the stuff that he did that that's out there that you could still look up that you could still check out and I think um those are some of the things that that stand out to to me about him from a professional and personal perspective in the sense that he was able to channel that into such incredible creativity, you know. Mm-hmm.
0: So. Yeah. No, and I agree with you. Um, and, and it's really sad because he was in pain, as you've mentioned earlier. He, had a, he always had chronic pain, uh, as you mentioned, but it was, uh, it was oversized uh, organs. He had oversized organs so he was had yeah. a lot of pain on him. So he would sleep kneeling and everything else. And so with the battling, the suicide, the oppression, societal pressures, when people looked at him and everything else, eventually he did decide to take his own life. Which is always just the saddest part. Because he wasn't that old. He was, what, 50 at the time of his death? I... Th-
1: was like he? Later. Did he get to 50? Yeah, he was,
0: he was 50 at the time of his death. So, like... Uh, which is not... You know, it's... I mean, you're, you're three years older than that. There's, like, almost nothing there. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. But uh, he was only 50 at the time of his death, really. Um, and so, like, he, he was young. Like, right, he wouldn't say he was old. He's like, he was definitely young. The things that he was going to do and could have contributed to us, especially going forward as he died in 93, uh, uh, last week we talked about the movie Leprechaun, which literally came out in 93, Uh, still had those. So you could see that like, this is very contemporary, the things that he could still be giving us to this day. And as online bullying and other things come up, a personality or someone like him actually contributing, and leading that charge and other people wouldn't would have been amazingly great. Like, you know, it's uh, the world is a little bit of a sadder place to not have them in.
1: Yeah, and you know what really pisses me off is the level of sometimes the lack of uh, humanity. Because I, I I remember seeing on YouTube, like one of his last interviews was with Howard Stern, um, and Howard Stern basically just approached him like he was dressed as a leprechaun and um Herve Village is clearly looking at him like okay but still keeping his school and Howard Stern is just like on his knees walking around the studio like on his knees like you know like a leprechaun and I'm just like even for then that's not funny and it's never been funny let me no. you know you know, I think we, we experience growth as people um, whether you're welcome to it or not the opportunities are there that wasn't funny no um, and you look at what he's asking him because Herve Villachas at one point had had a controversy over salaries disputes in, in, in Fantasy Island and whatever which is part of the reason why he left but he's He wanted try- the
0: same money as... Uh, as Ricardo
1: uh, Montalban, uh, Montalban, yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, like Howard Stern, you see him trying to goad him or, or bait him into talking about stuff like that, saying negative shit about him. He's like, nah, he's a good guy. You know, it's, it's just, things happen sometimes. Business is business, but he had nothing to do with it. Like, he is being really, really classy about this whole situation. Like, super classy. And I'm just like, man... That sucks. That sucks for yeah. him. It, he deserves better than that. Any like a, a, any human being that's tried as, as as hard to at least make an impact and a positive impact that that deserves way better than that, you know. Yep. Um, and with you know, it, when he committed suicide, he was basically recording a tape about all of the reasons why whatever he had he was not leaving for his family you know because they were never there for him and 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 talking about the reason why he was going to try to leave his wife taken care of but you know everybody else could just f off and i mean you hear you hear him um in the in the tape i've never heard the tape itself but i've heard that you know and that's on evidence obviously That, um, you know, you could hear it. And so he died in pain. It's not like when he shot himself, he immediately went down. It's the fact that he died in some serious pain, apparently. Um, And, you know, we, part of the reason why I bring this up, we gotta do better, man. We, we just have to fucking do better. We can't... I'm not trying to get on a, on a goddamn high horse here. Because I'm by no means perfect. But we gotta do better. Because... No one deserves to be marginalized... For reasons... Beyond their control. For one. And... No one should especially be ignored if with those reasons beyond their control they try to do something better, they try to do something right. Regardless of their own imperfections, they took the time to say, this is how we can make things work. Let's not hate each other, for one. Let's not beat our children. Let's not beat our wives. Let's not do this. Let's not do that. You know, to me that's what made um Herve Village such a such a compelling character and I, I you know, I never knew him but I was a fan, and I am a fan, and I am a fan of his work, and I am a fan of what he tried to do right in life. You know.
0: And and his death is I've already a tragic in uh, everything else. When you got a 50, when I say there's so much more to offer. So, one of my favorite shows in the world and in my office, can't show you here, but Rick, I've seen it before. I have a signed uh, gift from even George Love Space Ghost, Coast to Ghost.
1: Amazing. I
0: love Space Ghost, Coast to Ghost. Yeah, right. It was great. Um, it's, it's seminal in my upbringing. When i was kind of going to college oh, i was in college on space ghost. but he, either way some will upbringing but like my young phase and uh, face space ghost and even as rick and i think about uh, new projects to do in animation it's all very much influenced by that early yeah. adult swim hannah barbera taking old stuff and kind of looking at it repurposing it, it yeah yeah repurposing it uh, and i love that and to find out that at the time literally during his uh death right before he died cartoon network would in talks with him to literally sign on to be on Space Ghost. So I couldn't even imagine uh, you know, having having him on Space Ghost and how cool that would have been, right? (laughs) Having him on Space Ghost to bring all that, um, to bring that forward and what he would have even brought to that production. And it's like really sad because of the pain, especially the pain that he is and everything's going through, that we never got to see all the stuff that he could have brought to the world. Because even being in Space Ghost, I know it's niche, I know it's cult, but Space Ghost really started Adult Swim and created so much more. It started, especially for a younger generation that could have been exposed to him just through Space Ghost itself. <laughs> a whole but younger generation. But you know, I'm,
1: I'm glad. Him. I'm glad that that you bring that up because these are basically people that. <clears throat> As you start working and you start going into the into your dream industry and, you know, we're making inroads, we're working our asses off. Um, these are people you would like to meet one day as, as equals and, and not, not as, hey, I'm your fan. I mean, yes, I'm your fan, but also we could one day work as equals. We could one day, uh, you know... Do a film together, or do a docu, or do a series, or do whatever you know, let's talk about it. And then you see them, and then they're gone, and you don't know what they've been through, obviously, because you know, everybody and this is the funny thing that, and I say this about Instagram, and I say this about all social media. You know, you could take the greatest, most amazing selfie in the world, but a selfie is a good three seconds of your life. No more, no less. It doesn't actually um, show what's going on. And it doesn't tell anyone any stories. And, you know, you could put living my best life all day long, but living my best life could also mean that I have a toilet seat next to a window and I could say that I'm in my private jet. You know, so... it, it. it's it's one of those situations where it's like, um, you know, a picture, as they say, could tell a thousand words, but all of them could be false. So you don't know what that person's going through. So you don't know that that person that you're a fan of could, unfortunately, be dead the next day. hmm because, like, you know, going back to her I was watching the Dunkin' Donuts commercials. I was like, man, I'm glad he's back. Like, that's awesome. Maybe he'll do a movie. Maybe he'll do stuff on television again. That's what I. That's what my, uh, you know, young, teenage kid, um, brain was thinking. Mm-hmm. And then after, I think it was after the release of the Fugitive. Um, like he died. I think. He, he unfortunately committed suicide the night um that, that like the night after the premiere cause he went to see the, the premiere of the film and that was that was about it you no. know and it's and it's an unfortunate situation like you 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 lose these um individuals that are huge hugely impactful in your own development because look you know you brought up Space Ghost man I never missed a show. That thing ran for, what, five years? From, like, 93 through 98 when Cartoon Network was, was in its infancy?
0: Yep. I want to say even longer. Space Ghost ran for a long time. I'll look that up. And ran... And Cartoon Network ran from 94 to 2001. And My then Adult Swim, and went from 2001
1: to 2004. So, so it, it ran long. 10 years. Yeah, it, it went on for a long time. So, I mean, you know, you're talking about... You know, you're talking about something that, uh, like, that has seen you through the development of your life, from basically being a kid into being a man. Yep. And I don't—I never missed a show, like a Space Ghost show, and as a result, I never missed a Brack show either, um, or you know, anything of that nature, because that stuff that I was like, man, i am really into this, and and it. You know, shows like that allowed you to basically as an individual say, Hey, yeah, it's nerdy, it's geeky, so am I. What and what the fuck is the problem with that? That's actually awesome. And it's so awesome it's turned into a financial empire and windfall for so many people. Like now being geeky is the end thing. Being nerdy it's the end thing. You don't have to hide that and it's like, yeah, I'm a total nerd. And that's cool. Like that's cool, you know. Wow. Um, you know, and watching a show like Fantasy Island, or watching anything that had like uh, Hervey Village, would it was part of what really kind of fed my wanting to be um, in this industry. So I, I thought, you know, to me that was like so so cool but it, you know it was it was at a point in time obviously where if you wanted to be in in this industry you were crazy mm-hmm. now it's like oh shit, you're in that industry that's so cool you yep. know well no, no, so, i agree
0: i agree so it's it's really sad that, that we lost but it's really one of the good ones a lot of people in hollywood talk right like they, mm-hmm. they do this they talk a lot but they don't actually put in actions. And Harvey Villachis is one of those who actually put in actions into his words. He actually was out there helping regular people, victims themselves, with more than just money or platitudes. But with actual putting himself uh, out there and all. Yeah, money. with money, Something with with money,
1: under. and and that's and, and that's one of the things that that a lot of people really don't um, often discuss. The amount of money that he gave away to charity was pretty substantial. And you know, I mean, you could think, well, he was making what twenty-five thousand dollars a week. Well, you know, so he might have made three, four, five million dollars at any given point. But it's like it's easy to lose track when you're giving. And mm-hmm. he and he did give, and he yep. was all about that. And so I, I thought, man, you know, that um that is pretty awesome too like because again you know you know people will engage on twitter battles now and it's mm-hmm. like I feel that this is what we should do then do it don't tell yeah. me how you feel don't don't tell us what you think you know show us what you think actions speak louder than words you know and I, and I think that's something that's you know like you said, I think it's lost on a lot of people today mm-hmm. I think, but there's also too, like, there's also too, like, this desire to, to show off.
0: Virtue signal, basically.
1: Yeah, it's just like, look at me. I am both a pillar of, of, you know, of societal fortitude. And I have a super awesome watch. Do you want to see my watch? You know, like. That's
0: yeah.
1: That's so over. Like that's so over the other side of everything that we, you know, that I think we were taught growing up. It's like you know, do your best to to be a, a good person and and be the best person that you can be, but make sure that you're really trying. Don't don't just say, hey, I did my best, and then make it some bullshit. You know what I mean? Oh no, a
0: hundred percent, a hundred percent, and I 100% agree. So, you know, when you learn more about his life, when he actually did uh, with his actions, including with animals, with children, everything else, he was an actual good person at times. <laughs> and yeah. a person, despite all the pain that he was going through, tried to put some good out in the world, um, yeah. which is commendable because there's people who just put a pain out and they don't have any pain going on in themselves. Uh, and there's others who are in pain and make sure that others are in pain as well. So it's always great to see someone who will try to put some good out into the world uh, to the best that they can.
1: Absolutely. So,
0: and so it, it is a person that unfortunately, and, um, and for our recommendations, we'll probably talk about someone who hasn't, but it's unfortunately that the legacy is kind of lost at times into especially newer generations and what he did. Uh, and may, they may only think of him as Fantasy Island, But we really want to do this podcast to say he was more. Uh, He was an actual great painter, actor, and humanitarian in person. And it's something that we should actually more applaud and know more about rather than let that just kind of fall to the wayside. um, And fill that kind of just sadness with there. And if anybody out there is dealing with depression and loneliness, uh, especially in the U.S., there are lines uh, available for you for people to talk with. Uh, definitely so to hope to never take that because you may never know what you're taking out of the world uh so you know, always get help out there because yeah and, and, and
1: you know me. um to sort of piggyback on what you said um there's no weakness in um in talking mm-hmm. and uh, there's zero weakness and admitting that life isn't perfect every day, mm-hmm. and know that, and don't ever forget about it because um, you're not alone. You're not alone, um, and that doesn't, you know, not only does it not make you weak, um, it doesn't, it doesn't translate as a character flaw because we're all human you know so if you hear anyone say otherwise ignore them because they're stupid as fuck and you don't need that um, you know remember that there's always someone out there willing to listen and willing to help you know so yep. there's nothing in this life at the end of the day that's worth you taking yours so yeah. um, we we don't often, you know, we we joke around a lot, we have a good time, but also, you know, we have um, ourselves gone through hard times in one shape or another, whether it was the loss of loved ones or or what have you, and um, we have each other, know that you're always going to have someone, even if it's someone that you don't know. So,
0: And this will always be my case for therapy. I'm in therapy myself. I'm always happy to say that. Uh, making sure that I am okay so I could be better for myself, uh, <laughs> live a happier life, and be there for the people around me. There's nothing wrong uh, with therapy. So if you're a person there no, who's ever thinking about or struggling with if you need to see therapy. Uh, as Amy says, my partner, she says, have you ever been a child? If the answer is yes, then you need therapy. So that's it. Uh, that's <laughs> <a child. laughs> If you've ever been a child, then you need therapy right uh so yeah we all 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 uh, take it
1: we all take it we all take uh, it you know and I and I had you know I I I actually um you know I went through uh therapy when my father died um years ago and that's something that I'm not ashamed to say you know and um yeah I'll be honest with my mother died I did not go to therapy and I
0: wish I did it's a no. it was a different time i wish i did i'm and, and, even, and
1: even and even with therapy though it it, it turned into a it turned to a, a a difficult time for me cuz it is you know look again everybody has u- unique difficulties i think in yeah. life and we we understand that um so remember don't get into a dark room you know don't get into a place without windows and your emotions. Because um, you know, tomorrow is going to be a better day. So. Yep. And so
0: um, to kind of wrap this up, to give a recommendation, and I know Rick is going to have the same one. It's probably a Peter Dinklage. He worked with Sasha uh, Gervieski, uh, who kind of did the last interview with Harvey Villaches, Um And at the time she didn't know it, but it kind of felt like a suicide note. Um, on that when she was doing this in-depth interview with him, and so peter dinklage and her worked for years on making a movie i believe you can still find it on hbo it's called my dinner with harvey a. uh definitely take a look and watch if you haven't seen it peter dinklage is starring uh as harvey a himself uh so take a look see it learn a little about his life uh i know it's the sad note but maybe you'll learn and get to uh uh, uh learn a little more about an icon and figure who meant a lot he meant a lot to Peter Dinklage as well. Uh, that's why Peter Dinklage has been working on was working on that yeah. for years he worked on that, on that on that, that particular.
1: He, got, he worked on that particular project for quite a while, and uh, kudos to him, man. Kudos to him. Yeah, could, absolutely. I,
0: and, and just so he wanted to get that out there to know about them, so it was influential. And you know, we agree there too. So, all right, I'm guessing that's also going to be your recommendation, Rick. I'm sorry, to I'm, I'm, 100%. I'm I'm
1: I'm 100 on the uh, on that recommendation as well. The um, the film has a lot of, it has a lot of heart. and um, there's a lot of sadness there. There's a lot. Of, there's some fun. You know, watch it. You'll love it. You know, you'll you'll learn something from it.
0: And if not, then uh, if you don't want to be sad, then try to see, as Rick said, the Forbidden Stone. Uh, the Man with the Golden Gun, Airplane 2. Uh, uh, you can watch it with Fantasy the gang Island. The game That
1: Couldn't Shoot Straight, uh, yeah. Fantasy Island. Any, any of the Fantasy Island uh, replays.
0: Yep, a- a- anything. J- just find some things, watch, get to know the actor and the man just a little bit more. Uh, you'll make our days and make us a little happier as well. Uh, come and let us know, whether on Instagram at Triscalian Productions, or on Twitter at C A one uh, on Twitter, or TikTok at Cinematic Podcast, Let us know how you feel about it as well. Uh, let us know if you watched something and how you liked it. Uh, don't forget to like, share, subscribe as always, right. or follow on Apple Podcasts. I gotta remember this follow thing and not subscribe. Uh, <laughs> we're different. We're Apple. Or just uh, peel
1: peel, peel but back the, the, uh, the Apple car. <laughs> um, no,
0: definitely, we can't do that. please right. tell your friends about it. We love all of the just support that you've been giving us through the years. Um, through the years, the year, uh, years now, because I guess to say because we're, we're above mm, a year. Yeah, no. No, we're above a year. Mm, uh, yeah. so we started the podcast, or, or we're in it. Uh, you know, we, we want to thank you for that support. Keep spreading the word. Uh, if you have topics you want to suggest, things that we like, any of the social medias, let us know. We're happy to talk with you. Maybe we'll pitch some of your crazy ideas and turn them into movies um, for you and work out some scripts i promise they will be just as genius as uh last week's centaur uh accordion line i, I guarantee you that S-
1: Centaur accordion preserved the boon
0: <laughs> <laughs> guarantee that genius so thank you for the magic podcast we love you all thank you so much we'll see you next week
1: all right see you everybody